This is the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Ever wish you could re-listen to your favorite interview or segment? Do you enjoy hearing older shows for the first time in years? Then the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less is just what you need. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to episode 87 of the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Today's a doubleheader. Some of the players of yesterday are not necessarily active, but the information they brought to the Barbecue Central Show is always good and relevant. That being said, today's show, Greg visits with Larry Gain and Barry Martin, two great barbecue and grilling folks from bygone days. Let's get right to it. Here is Greg and Larry and Barry from September 24th, 2013. Larry Gain and Barry Martin joining me here on the show. Welcome to the cookout. Dot com is Barry's website. Larry Gain is uh, embersandflame.com, formerly of uh, Barbecue Grail. All right, uh, so let me start with you here, Barry, on this one. And you kind of touched on this a little bit when we were kind of outlining some ideas and concepts to talk about tonight. And one of those things was grill snobbery. And I said, and I made no bones about it, I might fall into the snob part of the grill aspect of things. What do you mean when you talk about grill snobbery and and maybe overcoming that aspect? Well, uh, you know, I think anytime you you get a group of people who really get into a subject, I don't care what it is, tennis, golf, baseball, football, hunting, you know, there's a, a hierarchy begins to evolve. And if you don't have this or you don't have that or, gee, you should do this, um, we, you know, this kind of thermometer or that kind of uh, controller or use this kind of whatever, um, you're, just, you're just not there. And, and I think companies, having been spent 25 years in ad agencies marketing products, we, of course, know how to exploit that and leverage that. You're not good enough unless you have that product. But the reverse of that is, you know, I've seen some pretty amazing food cooked by people who have some skill sets on stuff that doesn't look like it should be a grill or a cooker. And uh, I, I, in golf, what do they call it? The 30-day rule, you buy a new club, you spend a ton of money for it, and, you, and of course, you play better. Uh, but... Uh, what I see over and over again is these exorbitant costs uh, for products uh, that really aren't a whole lot better uh, than you know than the basic stuff that a guy can put together in his backyard. I mean, Larry and I have both joked with each other that we've set up bricks and grates and cooked over coals right on the ground, and that does a pretty dang good job. So anything much more than that. Uh, gets fancy. Now, I'm not bad-mouthing really well-designed products that absolutely deserve to, to get the money they charge for them because they're well-made and, and, and they're going to do a whole bunch of stuff. But I'm just saying uh, the group that I work with, that I hope to help, are the guys who go in and the, the families who go in and they, they spend no more than 100 bucks on a gasser or maybe 60 70 bucks or less, 30 bucks on a charcoal grill. I 
that's the largest segment of the population. And those are the folks I want to help cook good burgers and good steaks and good chicken. Larry, do you have a take on the, the snobbery aspect of buying grills and so forth? Well, you know, Barry Barry takes it from, from that point of view. And I think my, my point of view is probably slightly different. And what really illustrates it is, is not too long ago, I had an opportunity to interview a fairly famous, at least on the barbecue circuit, individual who proceeded during the course of the interview to basically insult everything every way i did something um you personally you know, well, well because everything a lot of the ways i do things he said were the wrong way to do it now i think i turn out pretty good food uh people are happy and so for him to say i did it i'm doing it wrong is is kind of counter to the whole philosophy or the whole lifestyle or attitude of barbecue, which is let's gather around the flame. Let's enjoy each other's company along with some good food. And when we start to take that attitude of, well, the only way to do something is this way, is a particular way, we start to, to tear that whole attitude and philosophy apart. So what I'm hoping is that as barbecue becomes more and more popular, that we can get away from arguing about whether cooking something on a grill is barbecuing and whether you know this whole low and slow if you you have to use oak you have to use hickory it has to be this way it has to be that way we can't foil you know all of those things and just enjoy it for what it is good food all right so you've brought up a, an interesting second subject here we'll get into that here in just a moment but let me just kind of tie up that first debate pretty quickly and it's this you know, where I potentially see myself in grill snobbery is, you know, it's not how you're describing what's barbecue or what's grilling if you're using foil or not. You know, for the guy that is buying that $100 gasser that Barry was talking about from a, a Lowe's or a Target or whatever, you know, my concern or I guess where my perceived snobbery is, if he uses it even a little bit, there's a good chance he might be buying one. In a year or two years, if he doesn't cover it, if he just leaves it out, it's not work. It's not going to be as well made to withstand the rigors of environmental changes, what have you. So he might be spending another $100 in a year or two years, where if you spend $600 on, you know, no names, please, nice grill, you're going to get a little bit more time. You're going to get a better cooking experience. Snobbery, maybe, but having a little bit more experience in this industry Sometimes spending a little up front gets you a little bit more on the backside of things. I agree with, with both of you because we've all got plenty of time cooking, you know, and so we know that we want to get this particular cooker because we know those knobs aren't going to melt and come off and we know those grates are going to hold up for a couple of years and we could get into brand names and all that and I will probably all be a in sync on that. I'm really in sync with Larry. And I think that applies to, um, to, to that, to that guy, to that family that they might desire that better grill, but they can't afford it. Mm -hmm. 
And so that hundred bucks spent or that under a hundred bucks spent is what they got. And so my, my hope is that I'll be able to help them get the most out of it they possibly can. I mean, Greg, I'd hazard a guess that you and Larry and a half a dozen people we know could walk up to a piece of rust with one little bad burner in it and figure out how to make something on it. But the average backyard person doesn't. So we're just trying to, I'm just trying to focus on them, engage them, find out what they're cooking on and help them do a little bit better job. Then they'll get the bug and then they'll go buy something, save their money and buy something else. And before you know it, they'll be asking us to review their sauces. Uh, Barry, do you have a take on barbecue and grilling and what's what and the staunchness of some thinking that barbecue is this way, this way, and this way, and grilling is two different – well, let me simplify it. Barbecue and grilling, two different cooking methods. Do you subscribe to that anymore? To put in your request for a future show, please contact John Solberg via email at john, J-O-N, at the bbqcentralshow.com. All right, you know what we do here right now. I'm going to ask you, are you following the Barbecue Central Show on social media? Do it. Head on over to at BBQ Central Show, Facebook and Twitter, slash BBQ Central Show over on the Facebook. Give them a follow. You're going to love it. Do you have an idea for a best moment show? I would love to hear it. Shoot me an email, like the big man says. John, J-O-N, John at the bbqcentralshow.com. Can't wait to hear from you. I'll get it done. All right, let's jump right back into Barry and Barry and Greg from September in 2013. Let me simplify it. Barbecue and grilling, two different cooking methods. Do you subscribe well, to that anymore? Of course, technically, you know, grilling is over high heat and barbecue is indirect heat. And generally speaking, there's wood involved with barbecue and not necessarily in grilling. Um, uh, heat is heat. And whether it's convection, conduction or radiation, radiant heat, that's what you're using, whether you're indoors, outdoors. And when you add smoke to it, you're going to get some smoke flavor, etc. Uh, you know, the rule of thumb we always had on my forums were simply... Um, as long as it's food safe, uh, however you cooked it, if your family likes it, that's the right way to do it. Um, and I just don't get that worried about it. We're, with my audience, when you get into people who want to become you know, more of an aficionado, they want to follow a path and do things according to a certain technique or a certain style, that's fine. But in the end, does it taste good? Okay, let's eat it. Uh, Larry, did you, or did you have any further expounds on the, the barbecue and grilling debate? Um, you know what? I don't make a differentiation between the two. The only, probably the only line I really draw anymore is, is don't turn on the crock pot, throw barbecue sauce in it and call it barbecue. <laughs> Amen. I'm, I'm Say it again. the line there. Absolutely. Uh, I, I would, I would potentially be called hypocritical because for years I was, uh, staunchly, Grilling is one way of cooking, barbecue is another. But then I had a chat with Adam Perry Lang a couple weeks ago, and he used the term uh, live fire cooking. I mean, it's not the first time I've ever heard it, but I guess that was the first time that it kind of dawned on me to, you know, just drop the 
shenanigans of trying to dissect it all. And uh, what we can all agree, whether it's liquid propane, whether it's natural gas, whether it's charcoal or wood, it's fire. It's a live fire. It can burn everybody up and kill everybody. And that's live fire. And that's what we're using in some form or fashion. So to me, that's how it's going to be uh, founded or, you know, however you want to call it, uh, it, at least in my book, it's live fire cooking. Yeah, you know, you know, Greg, uh, that you mentioned, you mentioned Adam. I fortunately had the chance to be able, I think, to call him a friend, and it was a lot of conversations with him that really started changing my point of view. You know, he calls grilling Yankee barbecue, and I, I think that's really that attitude. Um, is really what started to change my point of view. All right, guys. So uh, I can't believe how quickly this segment has uh, evaporated through us here, almost through uh, 17 minutes, just like that. If I could briefly touch on uh, kind of a new hot subject uh, last week, the Barbecue Hall of Fame for 2013 was announced. You have Myron Mixon going in, George Stevens, obviously, of Weber, and Adam Perry Lang. Uh, Barry, if I could get your take on who's getting inducted, and if you have any issues with anybody going in this year. I have absolutely no issues, and I promised that I would defer all comments on that to my esteemed friend and colleague, Larry Gann. You can use those words together? Larry, uh, your take on the 2013 Barbecue Hall of Fame class? You know, looking at this year's and last year's, the first one, I really have no no real complaints about it. My my only concern is is I'd like to see a diff another category because I think that category that Myron and um, Johnny Trigg last year were inducted into is going to turn into strictly a competition type category for the Hall of Fame, and there are so many famous barbecue pit masters that deserve to be recognized. So maybe a veterans kind of category would be nice. I mean, we need to honor someone like Walter Jetton, who basically, you know, LBJ's pit master, who for all intent and purpose invented um, Texas barbecue, you know, or made it popular. Or the guy that did the first 50-gallon drum smoker. Not an ugly drum smoker, but the old school one. So there's lots of people out there. Does Myron deserve it? You bet. I don't think anybody in recent years has done more to promote barbecue than Myron has. And I can't disagree with Adam Perry Lang at all. And how do you argue with Weber? I don't think you can argue with Weber. Great for the business uh, entry. Uh, I don't have any problem with Myron Mixon going in. I do tend to agree with you, Larry, on making sure that if we're going to call it a pitmaster category, that we don't exclude or that we don't overlook people that aren't in competition. I absolutely agree with that. The category that I have a problem with, I had a problem with it last year, I have a problem with it this year, and it's not necessarily with the people, but it's necessarily with the people, is this uh, celebrity category. So here's what you have. Last year you have Guy Fieri. Uh, I will make no bones about the fact that I think he is absolutely unqualified to be in a barbecue hall of fame. Uh, does he compete on Plus barbecue? One. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't want to hear anything about the Motley Q crew bull crap. I mean, he's not out there cooking with those guys on the circuit weekend in, weekend out. I mean, it's just a proven fact. But, but, celebrity, yes. If I walk down the street with Guy Fieri, 10 out of 10 are going to know him. 
nobody out of 10 are going to know me. And unfortunately, probably zero out of 10 are going to know who Adam Perry Lang is this year. And he's in as the celebrity category. That needs, that needs to be rectified, but I don't know how to fix that. Do you guys have any uh, take? Barry, do you have a suggestion on that? Well, you make, you, know, you make a really good point. Who's getting the most face time on media you know, uh, is, is where you get attention. So whether they're using somebody as bait to bring more people to the, to, to the world of barbecue, I guess that's okay. But I, I'm kind of with Larry on this. I think uh, uh, celebrating the, the roots and the traditions and, and the guys and, and the women, too, who are, you know, shoulder to shoulder in the heat every day. Uh, I just, I have tremendous respect for people who don't compete, but man, they cook some great barbecue. You know, I, I, you know, you could anybody in any part of the country could probably pick out somebody who's been cooking, uh, you know, whole pig or they've been cooking, you know, steer cattle, whatever for a long time. And they just that's what they do. And that's good stuff. And maybe there's a way to recognize that. I don't know. Larry, suggestion on the the uh, celebrity category. Well, first of all, you know the category is celebrity slash humanitarian, and I, you know what, I, I oh, would I suggest Larry. Larry's upset that he wasn't nominated. I think I, we've deal. uncovered it. We've uncovered it. No, yeah. that's not it. Not it at all. It's the, the um, hairpiece, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Where was I? All right. So, you know, Adam Perry Lang. Uh, you know what? I I'll defend that choice um, more than I would ever possibly defend um last year's and and then as an example and let's i looked at adam being inducted from the humanitarian standpoint he just spent six weeks cooking barbecue in sacramento on the back lot of 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 jimmy kimmel's show to benefit a variety of homeless and food banks and things in the los angeles area most people don't know that, and I think that's the true, the 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 true idea of what a humanitarian is. Um, yeah, are we just gonna? Are they just gonna go out and pick people for the sake of of get, getting publicity? They probably are, right? Nobody probably got them more publicity than guy being being inducted last year. Like maybe it's a fact of life, um, but. You're right. I, I agree with you completely, Greg. All right. So w- w- I think there needs to be some things ironed out with that particular category, but things we don't need to iron out are the fact that we're going to have uh, Barry Martin and Larry Gain perhaps back in a panel-style dial- uh, panel discussion sooner than later. Uh, guys, even better than expected, you can find Barry Martin. Welcome to the cookout.com. Of course, Larry Gain can be found at embersandflame.com. Guys, really appreciate the time tonight. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Greg. You got it. There they are, uh, Larry Gain and Barry Martin. And there is today's show, episode 87 from September 24th, 2013. Don't throw a bunch of stuff in the crock pot and tell me it's raining. No, no, that's a different thing. Where was I? You want to hear this complete show? Head on over to the thebbqcentralshow.com. There will be a link in the show notes to take you to the entire episode from this day. Uh, Sam the Cooking Guy was in, as well as Grill Girl Robin. So head on over to thebbqcentralshow.com. Check the rest of the show out if you want to. Appreciate it. Always. Until next time on the Best Moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. 
I am your host, John Solberg, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.